You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. All right, guys, joining us on the line is Canberra Raiders centre and skipper, Jared Croker. G'day, Jared. Welcome back to the podcast, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, man. Now, I love seeing you back after everything you went through last year, but, mate, Jack Wyden might have a little bit of competition now. I saw you coming back on, setting up <laughs> tries, you know, scoring one yourself. Back to the heyday from Goldwyn, mate. You look fantastic. Back to the glory days, mate. Um, no, I don't think that'll be an issue, mate. Um, no, I, um, yeah. Obviously, we I think we started that, that trial game the morning of but at the hotel. We had 22 blokes and then lost Sammy and, and brawls through COVID and um, got to the game with 20 and finished it with 12. So, obviously, there was a few blokes playing at a position there. Um, uh, Charns, Charns and um, Adam Elliott both spent the majority of the game playing dummy half, which I've never obviously done. And <laughs> yeah, I, I found myself out there in the halves there for the last sort of 20-odd minutes. But um, luckily for me, the, the sting was pretty much out of the game by then. Both teams are pretty gassed and wasn't a lot going on. It was pretty straight up and down sort of footy. So, I, um, yeah, I don't think I'll be putting my hand up to do that at NRL <laughs> level. But uh, nice, nice to be back in the six, mate. For sure, mate. You know when the boys tested positive for – well, one of them did for COVID and then the other one was a roommate. Like, how far before the game did you guys know that? And, like, really, I think everyone kind of forgot about this could be a regular thing come this NRL season. But how did you guys find out and then how did you kind of react to it? Oh, it was it was strange. Like, you know, we seen Sammy the whole time, all there sort of thing, and um, we didn't work because we we had the we had to get a COVID test before we got on the bus to go to the game. So we didn't realise. We just went down, had a coffee and some something to eat, and a bit of a chat before we got on the bus. And got on the bus and Stick said, "Oh, Sammy tested positive. Uh, we're going to do a retest now." RRR, and everyone sort of laughed, thinking it was a joke. And the bus started leaving without Sammy, so that's when we found out pretty much wow. it was right right before the game, and then. Um, and they worked out then as well that Frawls was obviously close contact because he'd room with him, so he wasn't allowed to play either. So they had to get separate hire cars and drive straight home, and we chugged on with the game. Wow. So Chance, Chance tested positive now too, so he's out for this week. The rest yeah, of the boys all that wasn't, good. Yeah, the rest of the boys are fine. That, that wasn't until Monday morning. I don't know where Chance got from, but um, yeah, um, now Chance is out this week, but uh, no one else has tested positive this week, so... Um, so far, so good. Yeah, have you had it yet, Jared? I haven't. I've dodged it. So I'm, oh wow! I'm one of not many down here. Um, there's a few. There's only a couple of us that haven't got it yet. I think so. Still dodging it, mate. Still dodging it, <laughs> mate. After everything you've been through last year, how was the body like? Especially the day after. It was actually quite good. I was really surprised. Obviously, I, um, like I said earlier, the, the game. Um, what the Roosters didn't have Tedesco and Manu and Hargraves and those guys playing, yeah. so it wasn't a, a full-on game, I guess, to a degree. But um, taking the car, taking my carries and, and moving around in general felt really good. Um, you know, I got a bit of a blowout in the lungs. Obviously, going back on the halves probably helped that as well. Got, got more minutes under the belt. So, um, and I think just pure adrenaline after feeling good, 
you know, having, having that first run and a bit of movement, feeling good, probably had a fair bit of adrenaline, not only through the game, but after the game and over the next morning, and that I felt pretty good. So I was a bit stiff Sunday, Arvo, by the time I sort of settled down a bit. But, um, yeah, the body pulled up pretty good, mate, to be fair. We've only, only changed in the, in the body at the moment. We've done a lot of travel. We've been to Sydney and back, um, and then obviously up to the Central Coast. So we've had a bit of travel and a bit of stiffness there, but the actual knee itself and, and the body's feeling pretty good, mate. Yeah, mate, you had a couple of standout rookies from that. That Brad Schneider, he can play. He's got his headgear in, and he just stands out. Real good player. He goes well, mate. He's um, you know, he's a kid that really wants to learn. Uh, he's a good kid, and he's got, you know, he's he's been quite uh, quite lucky, I guess. With he's got Jack White and now Jamal Fogarty there, and um, he's only young. He's learning off those two guys. But you also see, you go back to reserve grade and see Sam Williams and Matt Frawley in the halves. Like it's, he's got a lot of players to learn off and learn off and, and lean on, and. And obviously, Ricky Stewart's the coach, so he's got a lot of halves. You know, Andrew McFadden's our defensive coach, and he was obviously a, a halfback as well. So he's got plenty of quality halves to learn off, and, and that's all he wants to do tonight is learn. So, mate, he's getting better and better with each training session and each game he plays, so it's good to see him. Um, I think he's got a nice future. Yeah, mate, the other guy, Xavier Savage, and I remember him to last year when he just absolutely torched the Sharkies up there on the Gold Coast. But, mate, he was incredible as well. You wouldn't think he was 19. He's that good, right? No, he's very confident, isn't he? He's um, he he's also filled out. He had that shoulder injury that ruled him out for the back end of last year, and um, I think he's filled out nicely. His legs look a bit thicker, and hasn't hasn't slowed him down at all. He's still still lightning quick. So um, yeah, look, he's he's got a big future as well, mate. He's like I said, he's very confident. Um, you know, he backs himself a lot, and um, he's still certainly a lot to learn about the game and um, week in, week out, NRL level. But um, yeah, boy, he's um, he's fast. Man. He's he's got some um, got plenty of talent and plenty of enthusiasm and confidence to use. So um, he's going to be big for us in the future as well. Yeah, Jared. The other guy we mentioned before was was Chance, and I th- actually thought him playing five eight was great because it really kind of helped his ball playing a little bit. It was probably a side of his game we probably haven't seen a lot of, but he looked pretty good out there, man. Yeah, I think he excelled doing that early on. I, I think I agree. Um, defensively, he's a good tackler, so that didn't worry me at all, having him defend next to me in the defensive line. I thought we were quite solid out there. Um, you know, he's, he's always been a good tackler. Um, but I think you're right, yeah, taking on those, you know, taking the line on with the ball then in front, really, really showing the skills that he has got as a fullback because people just probably see Chance more of a fullback who just has, you know, works really hard and is a very strong runner. Um, but he's definitely got that ball skill. And I think he showed that been in the front line last weekend. So if he can add that bow, um, yeah, add that string to his bow while playing fullback, then who knows what he could be. But I, I certainly enjoyed seeing him playing, playing a bit of footy last week. Yeah, for sure, mate. You mentioned Jamal Fogarty before. I'm a big fan of his. Just a natural game manager, so sort of say. What's the impact? Because over the last couple of years, you had George Williams, who's obviously a great player, but more of a running player. What's the impact of having more of a game managing seven had on the team, and particularly Jack Wyden? Yeah, look, I think um, Jamal's a really strong runner too, but he's, um, you're right, he's a, he's a good manager, he's a good talker, and he'll be the first one to admit he, he doesn't really stop talking Jamal, he loves it, he's always <laughs> up for a chat. Um, so he's, he's good to have around, he's a typical halfback who, yeah, he'll, he'll boss bikes around, he'll tell bikes where to be, and um, I think that's perfect for what we need, I, I agree. Um, yeah, we've had Georgie Williams as well, class, he's a little bit quiet, quite a bike Georgie, so um, you know, he, he obviously he's obviously a talented player, Georgie, but I think Jamal is going to be good for this squad. And um, I've already seen the impact he's had on the players and the young players around him. And um, you know, he's come straight into this team and 
done what a good number seven should be doing and coming here and demanding what he needs and you know not not boss people around but but talking leading people around the park and um you know becoming a bit of a leader as well so it's that's sort of what we need, I think, as a halfback. Um, you know, I'm sure Jack will thrive off it. Um, and I know the the guys, you know, playing on on that right edge where he plays, it will thrive off it too. But it's it's good to have Jamal in. And you mentioned Snides and Sammy and Matty Frawley. The, the competition for halves is, is so strong down here at the moment. It's you know, competition for spots is what every club needs. So it's good to see. Yeah. Now, mate, the return of your old mate and your wingman, Nick Cotrick. So, mate, this could set up a nice left edge with yourself, Cotrick. Widen and potentially Whitehead, the old school, when you guys were all in the semis together. Talk to me about that. The old gang, mate. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's so good to have Nicky back. Um, I missed him. I didn't want him to go. Actually, I've never really got gotten not 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 shitty, but I've got upset when someone's left the club. I know it's all that, yeah. but I, I really didn't want Nicky to leave. I really, we really get along so well, and he's just such a funny kid. It's so good to have around for the environment, mate. He's such a laugh, but um, you know. Whether you you know it doesn't matter who you are, you, you sit there and laugh at Nicky. He's just a he's just a good kid to have around, mate. And he's obviously you know played for New South Wales and Australia and done a lot, played in the grand final and done all that. I think he's only twenty three or something. So he's um, you know he belongs in a green jersey, mate. Um, you know we we all knew that when he left, and unfortunately the way it all panned out for him wasn't ideal for him in Sydney. But it's, it's been a blessing for us, mate. We've got him back, and uh, you know everyone's welcoming welcoming him home. And mate, yeah, yeah, I don't know what he was like up there, but he seems. Seems so happy to be here and um, happy to be home and, and really enjoying his enjoying his footy at the moment and his training and uh, you know he's a boy enjoying being back around the boys he fits straight in as you'd expect. Yeah, now mate, the next guy Joey Tarpany, absolutely blinding form at the All Stars, probably was the best player on the field, but really with Papa, like last year, especially the last kind of eight games, Sticky put him in in the front row with him and he really stood out there as well. What are you expecting out of Tarps this year? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, we've all um, we've seen glimpses of what Taps can do over such a long time already, and he's another guy who's not really that old. I mean, well, Taps is twenty-seven or eight, maybe, but he's he's still got a lot of good footy, and his best footy probably in front of him. So, um, yeah, look, I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I thought thought he led from the front. I think he he was a co-captain in that All Stars game, and he really took that upon himself to to rip and tear in that in that game. And um, you know, he, he's such a beast and. You mentioned, yeah, he's probably a chance of playing in the front row, I guess, with Papa when you look at our forward pack and, and the dimension of our back row with Locks and Ryan Sutton and Adam Elliott and those sorts of blokes coming in with Corey Harawira and Hudson Young and you know, Corey and Forsberg and Emre. Uh, mate, it's, it's a pretty, pretty impressive looking forward pack. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping Taps does stand up and take that lead. I'm sure he will. Um, I think him and Papa will play really well together and, you know, I. I feel for opposition sides trying to tackle them too, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mate, some of the names you mentioned, like Adam Elliott, Hudson Young, Corey, you know, we mentioned Whitehead before. Mate, some of your scrimmages must just go absolutely off in terms of competition because these guys are all just battling for two spots, right? Yeah, and a few of them are mad too. Um, <laughs> Hudson, Hudson, you know, Hutto and, and Corey, Corey Orsborough and Adam Elliott and those sorts of blokes, they're very intense. They train really hard, so... Yeah, there's been a few, um, a few pretty, pretty quiet quality scrimmages, mate. Um, the big boys tend to get stuck into each other and contacts either, you know, 50 50 or a little bit of fire. And then someone just clips someone quickly. And then, then all of a sudden they're just hundred percent contact. And it's on for young and old. So it's, it's good. It's competition, <laughs> mate. They're, they're all, we're all great mates down here. And, and yeah, those, those big boys, they train really hard. So it's, um, 
it's a tough position to be in. Um, you know, as a coach picking that first 17 in general, really. Um, you know, we've got some outside backs and obviously they spoke about the halves. They probably pick themselves, but there's definitely competition there. And then, then you look at the forward pack. So it's a, it's a good Good competition, good healthy competition down here, and that's what we need. Yeah, for sure. Now, the next guy I want to talk to you about is Tommy Starling. And before he got injured last year, Sticky gave him that pretty big minute roll off the bench, moving Josh Hodson into lock. How'd you how'd you kind of find that strategy? Yeah, it looked like it worked, didn't it? Um, you know, and Hodjo's Hodjo's that sort of bloke. You could put him in front row, and he's going to play for you. He, he would just he would just go hard. He's you know he'll he'll do whatever you tell him to do, and, and do it as best he can. So. Um, him playing 13 wasn't really a, you know, it didn't bother him at all. Um, he was the first one to, he, he's the first one to go, yep, right, let's do it. And, and he'll just get out there and go about his business. And I thought the way the game's playing at the moment, the way most teams want to play, they're, they're moving the ball a lot more. And, and having that 13, who's a genuine 13 that can play and, and move the ball and pass the ball and um, pull the defensive shape apart with their ball movement. Um, you know, Hodjo played that really well last year. And then on the back of that, on the back of that, Starlow come out and, you know, he, we know how quick he is, how dummy half, and, and how strong he is. Um, you know, it worked out really well. So, not sure which way he's going to go um, with all that this year. Uh, but I think if he did have to go, if we did have to go that way, mate, it certainly worked last year. Yeah, look good. Now, the last pair I want to talk to you about, mate, is two probably nipping on your heels a little bit, and two they got an opportunity last year in Matt Tomoko and Seb Chris. Both took their opportunities last year and really showed their talents. But how they've tracked over the preseason there, Joe? Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, you're right. They're you know they're they're right there. Um, they're genuine first graders, and they've had a couple of good pre seasons now, and uh, and a couple of good seasons as well. So um, look, it's it's um, you know it's competition with spots. I keep saying it, but they they've had really good pre seasons. Matty Tomoko, I've been really impressed with. Um, you know, he's really speaking up more and come out of his shell. And and Sebby's has been as you know as strong and as fast as he was last year. So they've trained really hard. Uh, Sammy Bellini is another one who's trained really hard. Um, you throw Xavier Savage, and then you got um, Nikki and Jordan Rapana. So and Chance, it's a pretty um, pretty tough position ever picking that back line at the moment, mate. So like I said, keep coming back to competition for spots, but it's what we had when we played played well in 2019, 2020, and um, we need it again this year, and we've certainly got it at the moment. Yeah, does, does, like this is going to be really tough conversations. Does Ricky do the conversations himself, or is it a mix of the assistant coaches with him? Oh, I think it's a bit of everything. I mean, um, certainly the assistant coaches, I think. It, I think at the end of the day, it's um, what Stick, Stick sort of wants, I guess. He, he's the coach, but um, he certainly has conversations with, with you know, he'd probably have conversations with players as well. Our leadership's quite strong down here. Um, he's very open with the leadership group, so I'm sure he'll have conversations with blokes who aren't involved in, in those positions um, with, with the other players and, and, you know, touch base, obviously, with them and... Uh, and as, and as well as the assistant coaches and, and go from there. So, um, sort of not a conversation I like being a part of. <laughs> no, that way. It's a tough gig. Now, mate, a few yeah. rapid fire ones just to finish. Who would be the fastest player in the club at the moment? You'd like to think Xavier Savage. He's going to hate me for not saying this, but before, uh, this is another one too. I feel bad that I forgot to mention his name. Harley Smith Shields. How, okay. how yeah. well he, how well he was training, mate. He was, he was putting his hand right up for a starting position before he done his knees. So, He's such a good kid, Hulls. Um, you know, the boys all love him. He's such yeah. a genuine fella. Um, he actually had the top max speed throughout preseason. Oh. So, uh, 30, might have been near 36k or 35, high 35. So, he was he was actually number one there, the Ferrari, um, yeah. before he got injured. So, I'll say Harley's the shield. Okay. The next one. Who's the fittest in the long distance stuff? 
Um, we don't do a heap of long distance now. We've changed our conditioning up a lot. Um, we used to just do 10, you know, 800 metres sprints, but um, fittest would probably be uh, one jo- yeah. we, have, we have a test, um, a fitness test, sort of like an extended beep test, and I think I'd probably say Josh Hodgson. He's just so pig-headed that he won't stop running until everyone else will stop, so probably Hodger. Nice. Now, mate, this is yeah. you're going to be giving someone a rap here. Who's the smartest in the team, the one that gives you the good conversations? Um, smartest in the team. Another probably another another one's a bit of a surprise. For, uh, Joe Tarpany, he's actually quite quite switched on. He got okay. the um, he does a lot of lot of stuff around. Like he just reads a lot and does a lot of um, um, you know, research on everything he does. He's quite quite intelligent. Taps. I think he got our award for the uh, the award for academics last year at the club as well. So he's quite clever. Taps. Nice. Now the next one. This is who annoys the skip. Who's the biggest pest, mate? Uh, Nick. Nick Kotrick. Oh, yeah. he's outside you too. Jeez, yeah, man. we we love each other so much. He just we wear each other down. We're in each other's pockets full full on. So he he wears me down a bit, but I'd I'd never never get sick of him. But he's he's a pest sometimes. <laughs> last <laughs> last one, Jared. Now this actually might be Nick seeing his physique. Who's the strongest at the gym, mate? No, I won't say him because he'll get too he'll get too happy with that. Um, <laughs> Mate, there's a young bloke. Um, I don't know most blokes are strong now, but me. But man, there's a young bloke, Adam Mariota. He, he, he's, um, I think he played in one of the games a couple of years ago when we rested either players. But he's still there, Adder, and he he deadlifted something like three hundred or two hundred and eighty kilos or something like that. So wow. probably him. Um, pound for pound, Tommy Starling's pretty strong for a little fella. Yep. Um, Sammy Williams is at the bottom of that list if you want to throw that in. At the he's bottom? Awful. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. He's been training for 10 years. He still can't do a chin-up. Oh, poor fella. And then he's the first to get the COVID stuff first as well. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't have a better bloke. <laughs> nice. Well, Jared, I really appreciate your time. All the best with the trial against Manly on Friday night and hope you smash it this season as well, bud. Thanks, mate. appreciate that.